We have so much to discuss because I'm super fascinated by how your life changed, but we all saw the moment that your life changed. So tell me what your life was like before the U.S. Open and what your life is like now. Great, great question. So like, I mean, going in before, like, you know, I was a good tennis player or whatever, but um, after I felt like I became a legit star, um, which was which was just wild to see in a two two and a half week span. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was insane. Did you feel like that was going to happen in the moment of the open, or did that not hit you until after? I felt good momentum going in, yeah. but. You know, you never know, right? Like, I mean, the things you wish for, but you never know. And, um, yeah, I think in the middle of it, I was like, something cool could really happen here. Yeah. Okay, well, we have to discuss all the stars that were rooting for you. Uh, Michelle Obama, number one, who was actually at the game rooting for you. Did you all get to have, like, a substantial conversation? Was it really quick? What was that moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after after the match, she went, wanted to come see me after the semifinal match. And I was I was upset, and then someone tapped me like Michelle wants to see you. And I like put on a new shirt. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> my mom was already there. She was super excited. And my mom was doing more talking than I was. She was yeah. just so excited to meet her, and um, she was just saying how proud she was. And we spoke for a good amount of time. And uh, that was I was like, you you coming out to be here means the world to me. So yeah, and I know you've spoken about this a bit, but I think there were so many people who wouldn't maybe call themselves tennis fans, but they became Francis fans. Fans, And I think that's something that's that's really important. Why do you think it is crucial that we have people like you in tennis so that people just become more interested in the players specifically? 100%. It's the, you know, the player, the, you know, the story and what have you, you know, like just little things. Like, I mean, Serena, if Serena wasn't Serena and, and Venus wasn't Venus, I probably wouldn't play tennis, would I? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they opened that door up and um, I think representation is so big, especially in a predominantly white sport to be like, oh no, we actually can do this and go through this, you know, avenue, which is tennis. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy. And and it was cool to see people who wouldn't watch tennis a day in their life, but would because Prince Tiafo was playing. So that meant a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you talked about tennis being a predominantly white sport. I think that, you know, we all know that. But for someone who's in it, why would you say that is? So I think it's it's access, right? It's it's tough to, you know, I mean, even if you say here in New York, like getting court time is super expensive. Then you got to pay for rackets, stringing, shoes, apparel. Um, it's very, very tough. Rather than growing up in the hood, like you get a, you get a basketball, you get a hoop, like playing five on five, you get an open field, you get a football, you're playing football. Like, and I think that's why we go to those sports and um yeah, I mean, it's just people like LeBron and stuff like that. Like, it's easier to go that route, so. Yeah, because, and this is something that I have talked about a bit, is like whenever we are discussing black people that are in predominantly white spaces, a lot of things that we hear is like, they are the first or they are the first since. And while I think that that is really beautiful that, you know, we end up making it to that moment, sometimes it's sad that we are, you know, you were the first in that moment since Arthur Ashe. I'm sure you're proud of that. I mean, it's crazy, but it's like way, way too long, right? Yeah. um, Let's not wait another 50 years for for, to do something that special again. I totally agree. Um, Yeah, and you spoke about this a little bit, but Serena and Venus, I think you can really directly trace how many people picked up the sport simply because they watch them. Like we talk about the butterfly effect and like one person doing one thing is the catalyst for so many people to do it. 
But you could argue they changed like a lot of the lives of black people that play this sport. Does that make sense? They changed the game completely. Yeah. They the game completely. Like, yeah. Um, the way it was looked at, you know, I mean, everybody, I mean, and that's why people even came out to this U.S. Open to watch me play because it was also Serena's, you know, last one. So it was it was super cool, that kind of like plot twist of it. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, what they did, I mean, Williams sisters, I mean, that's they're, they're so iconic, you know, even it's like, they're like big sis to me now, both of them. But like having conversations with them, I'm like you guys are just uh, on a whole different level. So yeah, I mean, how crazy is it that that's your life now? Serena Williams is like your big sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, de- de- definitely, definitely. Like when we hang yeah. out, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely not your everyday thing. But yeah, I'll take it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. What have you learned from her in your personal interactions? Um. I, I'm just super interested how she like carries herself because obviously she's pulled a million directions. Everyone wants her time, and mm-hmm. seeing how she is, you know, really moves with such a small crowd. I mean, people that she can really trust, you know, dearly with anything. Um, but yeah, everyone's and everyone's got a role. There's no like it's kind of like hang arounders kind of kind of guys, which is pretty interesting because um, everybody has to be wants to be around for a reason. Once you're doing really well, so mm-hmm. um, you just got to fish that up. But yeah. So as you continue to like move and navigate within this world, I know you mentioned Serena is one, but who are some stars that you look to and say, this is what I want my public life to look like. I like the way that they carry themselves to other people. Yeah, Braun. You seen that hug the other day. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, like, yeah, Braun was, he's definitely, definitely that guy for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love how he did it. I mean, with his boys, you know, Rich Mav, like that's, that, that's crazy. And seeing what they did, it's, is insane. I think he actually had a complete blueprint. Jay Z also. I'm a massive fan of Hove, so mm-hmm. I think those two are probably like uh, the most iconic people to me. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're a big LeBron fan, and we know that he is also a fan of you. Walk me through like the timeline of interactions because I know it was when you did the celebration at first, then you were in the open. So <laughs> tell me how it, it went for you the first time y'all communicated to this hug uh, that happened in D.C. Yeah, I feel like it was so long. Like, <laughs> after I hugged, I was telling my boys, like, finally, we got we got to do it, like, just meet each other. But, yeah, yeah um, when he first did it, I was like, man, this is insane. Like, I didn't even know you watched tennis or, like, no cared. Um, and then, then he did it again. And then, like, this year, when I had the biggest, like, day of my life, when he tweeted out, uh, I was like, that was the first thing I saw right when I sat down um, in the locker room. And I'm like, I gotta meet this guy. Like we like now like we gotta we gotta like meet. So yeah. I, the way the schedule came out, December fourth, circled it in, <laughs> hit my guys, I'm like, I'm on the wood. Like <laughs> this is it. like this is way planned. This is way, yeah. way planned. And like usually like shoot around, I'll be like hanging out with Brad. Obviously I'm super close with Brad and stuff, yeah. shoot around. I seen Brad, I was like, bro, I'm I'm with the Lakers today. Like I I don't even, I don't even care, bro. <laughs> And it was cool because right before I seen Russ, I was sitting next to Russ during Fashion Week, so like that opened the door for it a little bit. But it was crazy because Brown did this whole shoot around. He locked eyes with me like a ton of times. I was like, wow, is he not going to say what's up? And at the end, when he's walking out, he's like, no, I seen you. Like he's like, I was, but I was locked in, and, yeah. and then we did it. So that was cool. That's fire. So what did you all exchange in that moment? Was it just hi? I'm proud of you. Or yeah, what exactly, was that? exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, finally, we, he even said finally gets to meet you, and mm-hmm. um, he's like, man, keep going. So we're proud of you, and then. That was that was kind of it. Obviously, he's about to go to war, but I was like, man, I was like, 
<laughs> like it just finally happened. Like, yeah. so it was dope. It was dope. Now I know you're a big basketball fan, and you mentioned how you had to be on the wood. I always tell people once you sit on that wood it's one done, time, you can never go back. It's done. Even like row B is it's like, done. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the whole game is different. What have you learned being right there on the wood? Yeah, I mean. You know, Kevin Hart said it, I think, in one interview, like, like wood etiquette and all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, but it's, I mean, it's it's, t- it's totally different. The athleticism, people talking trash, like, you really feel so a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just really cool to see. I mean, I, uh, to be as big of a fan as I am and see, like, how good they really are up close, mm-hmm. like, it's just insane. And, um, yeah, I mean... And nobody in front of you, which is nice. Like you get up and come back down, oh, yeah. and like it's it's just different. It's a different feel. Yeah, it's like you just have to be careful not to be texting or something because yeah, yeah, the yeah, ball yeah. will hit you. Like, like don't be texting. Like, yeah, I'm like we're drinking. Like you gotta be cool with that. Like you gotta be wary. Like it's 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 funny. Definitely. And okay, you mentioned Bradley. Uh, I think that we all know how close you all are. We saw that he was at your match. How did that relationship come to fruition? Yeah. So one of our play development guys. Um, like, I mean, me and Brad, like, whatever, DM and stuff, and always after the game, say, what's up? But I've been kind of getting him to come to a match for a minute. And then it was actually funny because Ralph Nadal is, like, one of – he's, like, a huge fan of his, which was funny. I was like, well, I hope you're not coming to carry him on. <laughs> but <laughs> so they got him to the match. I was like, all right, cool. And then, yeah, once that, he's like, oh, tennis is lit. Like, tennis is, is cool. And I was like, yo, you got to keep coming. Like, this is, like, a thing now. Yeah. And then I go again and then went again. And he's like – I was like, yo, you coming? So it was interesting. They took at first they took like car service up, then they took the sprinters, and then for the semis they're like, "Yo, we taking the PJ." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, this is this is serious." Yeah, like, like I gotta win. Yeah, this yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what, like wifey did a whole vlog about it and everything, it was, and it was pretty cool. But I mean, pretty much like he's, I mean, he's remembered me since I was like fourteen. and been coming to games, and um, yeah, since he's been in the league, I remember his rookie season. So he's always seen me, always seen me around, but he didn't really know like the magnitude of it till now. And that was. Yeah my biggest moment that he was there so we have a different level of respect for each other now that's so great he is like the nicest kindest most supportive person he's been on the show and he's just super thoughtful and intentional with everything that he says and you can tell with his friends that he genuinely cares a lot so it's really cool that you have that in your life with Bradley Beal exactly yeah Yeah. if he opens the door for you he really likes you he doesn't do it for everybody no for sure okay so you're the perfect person to ask this because obviously as a tennis player but I know the appreciation that you have for every other sport I was having this debate with some friends the other day about which four sports have the best athletes <laughs> so like which uh, ones do you have to be the most athletic to play for sure hoops i think that's number one right for sure basketball hoops. for sure hoops um i'm, I'm biased i'm gonna put tennis in there yeah i think tennis does literally have the best athletes um I'm I'm not gonna put baseball. I'm not gonna put golf. I'm gonna put I'll put football in there. Yeah. I'll put football in there. So far these are what I said. There's just last, fourth. My last one, um I think I'm gonna go hockey. Really? I think I'm gonna go hockey. Going to a going to a hockey game live, like being when we won the when we won the Stanley Cup some years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, these guys are freak athletes, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hockey over soccer? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yes. Sorry. That's that's sorry. Hockey fits. Yeah. So- yeah. Soccer, yeah. they're freak athletes. Yeah. To be that. Yeah. You're right. 
So we got the same. We got yes, the same. we have the same. So we locked four. in. We locked in. But right. somebody did try to say baseball because they were like, well, being a shortstop is so no, difficult. No. I'm like, I'm not debating it's difficult, but in terms of like agility and speed and endurance and just like strength, those other ones, I don't even think it's not even close. No, I don't like, think it's close. You have they, to be able they, to go. Thank you, Toby Soccer, though, because that was. Yeah. Soccer. I saved you there. If it was, yeah. they didn't say soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know oh, how yeah. they get up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, okay, but as you go through all of this, right, and you're, you're meeting all the people that you admire and you're sitting on the wood and you're doing all this cool stuff, how do you make sure that you don't get caught up in being a star? Hell of a question. Um, it's the main thing, is always the main thing. Remember why. Uh, you're getting introduced to all these things and, and why people want your attention because of tennis, right? So um, keep that going and, and and keep doing what you love. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is all cool. I still, you know, 20, about to be 25 and a lot, I have a lot I want to achieve and a lot of people I want to inspire and, and a lot of people I want to take care of, which is my family. So, yeah, I mean, the main thing is the main thing, but it's not easy, man. You, get, you start getting like, oh, like you start really feeling yourself. So, yeah. Uh, Luckily, mom's humbles me, so it's all love. Yeah, I was going to say, in those moments, what is it that you say to make sure you can kind of halt? I don't know if the ego is the right word, but, you know, halt that feeling of like, all right, this is cool. Is this the thing that matters? You know, how do you bring yourself back? I think I think my parents do such a great job of that. Like, they're like, just constantly telling me like, yo, like, this is this is all great, but I can as fast as it comes, as fast as it can go. So, um, and I'm like, and I'm very worried about that. And, um I think they've done a great job since I was young and mm-hmm. kind of always instilled that in me and my friends as well. But, yeah, I mean, kind of just always telling myself that there's more to come, right? Like, this is yeah. just the beginning. So mm-hmm. don't get uh, too hype about it, even though there's been some pretty dope moments. Yeah, but, I mean, I also think on the flip side, too, it's really important for people to step back and be proud of the things that they've for accomplished, sure. you sure. know, and step back and say, okay, I deserve to be in these rooms. I have, you know, I'm doing this thing I love and I'm really successful at it. So there's this balance of, okay, enjoying it and doing all those fun things, but then also remembering why. And it feels right, like exactly. you totally understand that. For sure, kind for of sure. the balance. Sure. That's a good question, though, because I, I was getting, I was feeling myself big time a little bit ago. I had, I had to bring myself back a little bit. Really? So yeah. what's this moment you're thinking of? You said I was feeling myself a little minute ago. When? Um, I mean, literally right after, like there was this, I was so much going on, like Fashion Week, this, that, and the other. Everyone at Fashion Week, like coming up to me, like people that, I mean, I would dream about talking to. Congrats, man! We was watching you do your little tennis thing. That girl was crazy, <laughs> da, da, da. and we and just and hilarious. And then at home, like the day after me, and everyone at home, like doing random things. People were so excited, and uh, yeah, it definitely got to me, but. And now I'm handling much better. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you are a fantastic tennis player. I think everybody sees how talented you are. When you have this kind of, you know, this coming out party that is such a huge moment, right? And everybody is looking at you. And for some people, this might have been the first time that they heard your name. How do you make sure that it isn't just a moment? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of things have changed. Like even with my team, I'm like, hey guys, like this is this is great. We had a great season and stuff like that. But let's let's double down on everything we've done. Let's not just do the same thing, right? To try to get the same result. Let's let's I mean, let's really put let's put everything into it and and try to be the best we can be. Like I mean, let's really chase chase the stars and mm-hmm. and as Bronze would say, strive for greatness. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've I've started to hold myself more accountable, my team more accountable, and just. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I want to win one of the big ones one day. Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you will. I mean, you're so young, you have so much ahead of you uh, to be able to do that. So when I think about the moment uh, when you were in the U.S. Open, I think something that athletes say a lot is, you know, of course I went into the game knowing I was going to win. You always have this belief that you're going to win. You were facing Rafa, right? And so there, it's very, I'm sure, intimidating to think, okay, this is who I'm going to face. Did you really, truly, genuinely believe before that, like, I can win this? Um, uh, that morning, yeah. The yeah. night before, no, I was stressed out. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Oh, I was you like, can yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, man, it's going to be a tall order. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I just felt really good, like, in the morning. But it's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, he's like literally our guy, um, pinnacle of sports. So, mm-hmm. um, I was like, if I can get this crowd behind me and, and, and what have you. So, But, yeah, I mean, I felt really good. I, like, that day, I definitely believed I was going to win. Yeah. yeah. What what gave you that, that belief in yourself? Um, we played a couple times before, um, never in the U.S., Like, so I knew I could get the crowd with me. I mean, I knew if I really you know, brought my best stuff, I had a chance because he had a little bit of injuries going in, so he wasn't 100% physically, so... Um, I was like, yeah, let's let's kind of shake the world today. Yeah, I mean, and you really did. Yeah. Like everybody, you know, was watching was watching that moment. Have you all spoken since that? Me and him. Yeah. Yes. Um, he definitely acted a bit different towards it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we definitely did. I mean, he's like, just congrats on what you've been doing, and that was that's super cool hearing from him. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you can definitely see he wants to play me again. That, yeah. like, you can see that <laughs> body language was yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, what does that bring out of you, knowing that to him he's like, no, we we gonna run this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you're gonna have to come see me again. Yeah. It, it, it makes me feel good. Like you know, he's he's got a different level of respect for me now, and then also yeah. um, he finds me as a threat. So it's you know. It's, it's it's all love, but yeah, I'm gonna have to be ready the next time we see each other. That's for sure. So when you think about the open, right? All all of the matches, not just that one. What is the like immediate thought that comes to your mind about that event? I mean, it's a life changing two weeks, but I think it's one of the best events in the world. Like, I mean, people like, I mean, who's who's coming into the matches, especially for tennis. Like. It's cool to see, like, you know, it's like every night there's, you know, someone super cool coming. And um, I just think it's just one of one of the best events in the world to just be, like, be a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love I love seeing, like, celebs join and want to watch the sport that I play and, and really enjoy. And, um, but then, like, one of the best atmospheres out there, like, people are just losing their heads, which is not normal in tennis. Like, yeah. So, you know, everyone's drunk by 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And, just, <laughs> yeah. just, and you feed off the crowds. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. like, please, more drinks, everyone. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah it's, 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 it's up. And it's, yeah. and it's New York, and it's energy, it's electric, it's, it's all that. You know, like, you can feel all that when you're out there. So, um, yeah, New York's one of my favorite cities, and that's one of my favorite events. Mm-hmm. But when you think about your time at the U.S. Open, do you think about your wins or your loss? Damn, I've actually never even thought about it that way. Um, to be honest with you, probably the loss. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you because you're that close. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, and I really felt like the whole country with me. Like, you know, I've really felt like, you know, okay, I'm gonna really do it. So it made me a bit hungrier, but at the same time, like, you had like that breakthrough moment. So mm-hmm. kind of half and half, but definitely that loss. I'm like, it was a great match, and you know, I wish I. Which you went a little different. Yeah, because you, so when I was, you know, prepping for this interview, I saw a quote that you said that I thought was interesting uh, that I want to ask you about. You said, 
I think it was great that I actually didn't win the event. I wonder where I would be mentally if I did win the event. What did you mean by that? Did your homework, Taylor? I like that. <laughs> uh, I remember saying that. I totally agree. Like, I, I, I mean, to your question earlier, if, you know, like, you know, it's new stardom and what have you, where would you be at? And, yeah, I mean, if I ended up winning it, I don't, I don't know where I'd be at. Like, because that was always the goal as a kid and um, to do it. And, you know, everything that comes after, I probably would have been pretty full. Like, you know, now I'm like, I want to get to it. I want to finish the job. I want to mm -hmm. chase more and more. You do it in that moment. I don't know. But then it's easy to say that when you lost. But I wonder yeah. if you actually won. How do you feel? But, yeah, that's, that's how I generally felt in that moment. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought it was interesting because I'm like, okay, do you feel that way because you think that? You know, getting the big win, it would maybe make you complacent because you accomplished the thing that you That's want. That's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would have brought a big complacency, knowing my personality, because you know you you do the work for those moments, and, um, and yeah, and that would have just been a lot. Like I just would have been like, all right, cool, I'm chilling. I did what I said I was going to do, and uh -huh. here we go. But now you're saying like you got close enough that it's going to fuel you to actually cross yeah. that finish line. And yeah, you know it's possible. So you know it's yeah. possible because you got that close. So, you know, why not Why not get it done and, and see how good you can be? So, yeah, I think, I think it happened for the best. Okay, biggest takeaway uh, that you learned about yourself personal, personally and your personality after uh, the U.S. Open and biggest takeaway what you learned about your game from the U.S. Open? Well, I'll probably start with my game first. My game, I really believe that I'm one of the best players in the world, like at my best. Um, being mentally there, locked in, I'm one of the best in the world. And and then, you know, I mean, personally, that um, I'm a lot, I'm a lot tougher than I probably thought I was, um, and that I can really dig deep and you know play, you know, for X amount of hours and really put my you know heart on the line. You know, sometimes like. You know, you get nervous and you kind of like run away and make excuses and run away from like the thick of the battle. But I think there I was, you know, I, I proved myself that I can withhold any kind of opposition. Yeah, I've I've talked about this uh, a bunch on the show. I've said this quote, but someone once said to me that fear makes the wolf bigger than he is. And I think that when you are facing somebody like Nadal, right, and you know who this person is, the thing that can sometimes defeat you is actually that you're thinking about them, right? Like you're thinking about the giant sure. that is in front of you. And it takes a lot of mental fortitude to not like back away from the giant. And to me, that is like the most impressive thing about the win, right? If that makes sense, that Absolutely. mentally you, were, you weren't intimidated by what we all know him to be. Exactly. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's kind of like you just got to get over that. And that's why I said I think it helps that I put him a couple times before that and mm -hmm. get over that moment like of... Cause we all know who he is, what he's done, yeah. um, all the accolades and what have you. But, um, yeah, a lot of times you play those, you know, LeBron or, you know, Mount Rushmore kind of guys. I like to say, like, you just already, you've already lost before you got out there because you're like, oh, I'm playing against LeBron or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm playing against Kevin Durant or whoever. And yeah. to his case, Rafa. So, yeah, it was nice to to do that. No, love that for you. Yeah. Um, in so many sports, though, I think we're seeing this, like, changing of the guards, like, the new generation of who, like, those future greats are going to be, right? We're seeing it in basketball. We're seeing it in football. I think we're seeing it in tennis a lot of ways. A lot of the people that we grew up watching are either retiring or just kind of entering into that space of being done. What do you attribute these, like, multiple watershed moments in multiple sports to? I, I was literally having this conversation the other day how, like, I think the best 
you know, athletes of all sports were in these last 20 years at the same time, which is just wild. And they're all like coming at the end um, right now. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to see. And there's this new phases to everything. I think, I mean, honestly, like people take care of their bodies so much more. People like teams know so much more. Uh, I think that's what's creating longevity for them. Um, obviously, they're one percenters of how good they are at their particular sport. But I think everyone's taking, I mean, you hear LeBron's pace, what, two million a year mm-hmm. on his body. You know, mm-hmm. what Tom Brady's still doing <laughs> still plays. That's a whole other thing. Like yeah, like that's, yeah, like that's a whole other thing. Like then you have like Messi Ronaldo, like all these guys. Like so, you got to attest it to that for sure. And but I'm, I'm, it's it's cool to see this new era, and um, it's 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 cool for me and and all the other guys, I'm sure. So in this new era, what place do you feel like you're t- you'll take? I think I'll be in one of the top spots. Yeah, I mean, I want to be. I want to. Yeah, I mean, I want when you when we talk about tennis, you three, four guys. You're talking about France Tiafo. Like you're like, oh, okay, like yeah, tennis. Oh, okay, you trying to do that France Tiafo thing? Because I remember growing up, anytime I tell someone I play tennis in the hood, oh, you trying to be like Serena Vines, <laughs> and that would be cool. It'd be like, oh, you trying to be like Francis? Like, and yeah. that's that's kind of what I want to be had. What's greatness to you in tennis? Um, I mean, for me, I would call. I would say. I would leave the game saying I was great if I, after I played, I was able to create a streamline of players like players who look like me to be able to play the game and play the game at a high level and um, and be able to do things I did um, in the game. So I would say pretty much doing something at a high level and inspiring some little kid to want to do the same thing is, is greatness. So then, what are your goals for twenty twenty three? Um, I want to finish in top 10 in the world. Right now I'm 19, so I'd love to finish in top 10 in the world. And I'd love to win one of the four Grand Slams, preferably here in New York. Um, here in, here in Wimbledon are like my two always like lifetime dreams. I remember seeing like the Williams sisters play in Wimbledon final and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to win Wimbledon and, and hopefully this one. Yeah. One of the two is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but two, both of them would be great too so yeah. we'll see what happens no I think it's really beautiful how much you smile when you talk about like you know the US Open and just the goals that you have for yourself because you're in such a special time now that the world really is right in front of you right like you are controlling your destiny and it, it is so based on like the things that you put into it what you believe yourself to be and I think that's that's just a really nice pocket uh to be in to know that you are in control of that you yeah, know for sure. do you feel that no absolutely yeah. absolutely I'm gonna start I'm gonna start calling you to be my motivator you say it's a, it's a great it's a great stuff here I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> no but you're totally right I mean yeah. there's 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 I mean there's an opening and it's like whether you want to really put everything into it and, and be a part of it or you're just gonna hang back and watch other people do it so I've always said you know why not you mm-hmm. you know you're doing the work you every day you know so why not you so mm-hmm. yeah so I primarily cover a lot of um, NBA and NFL, but I do, but I do, you know, watch tennis when I know everyone's watching it. I think it's a really fun thing. I love Serena, um, but guy. something that I've really noticed about tennis is there seems to be a lot of like tennis etiquette and tennis decorum and what people feel like tennis players should be. Do you feel like you're able to be yourself playing this sport? Yeah, I think. That's been like the best thing, like for a guy like me. Like I definitely shake things up, you know. I'm, you know, I'm saying 
come on a lot. I'm super loud. I'm showing my personality. I'm shaking hands in the crowd, f bombs, this that, and whatever. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm being me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean. I definitely wouldn't say I have the best etiquette. I'm, I'm respectful of my opponent, but I, don't, mm-hmm. I definitely want to say I have like your classic tennis etiquette. I mean, I always preach that you're not going to go to a basketball game and not say anything, or you're not going to go to a football game or Final Four or something like that. And mm-hmm. and I think for us to keep building the game and having younger fans, like you know, you want people like to really the fans and everybody else to like to have like rowdy atmospheres. And I think yeah. that's why New York is so good. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it fun. 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. I want everyone to, like, do the most. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I'm, like, no, you no, more up. of that. Yeah, yeah. you want to get up in there. You're like, yeah. Yo, last night was crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So I'm, like, keep doing all those things. Sure. It makes the crowd really yeah. rowdy, as you said, and I just think that, that like, makes it a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, after you won one time, you wrote on there, I think it was, be stronger than your biggest excuse? Yes. Yes. How yes. is that quote applied to your life? Yes. Because um, as, as you kind of talked about fear, right? Um, and, and those kind of things. And there's always an excuse of, especially in tennis, like it's just you. So if you're not doing something, you're not reaching the goals you want to reach, it's on you. You can blame anybody you want. But, I mean, when people watch you, you lose or, or you win. So, um and that was kind of like my biggest thing. I've always, especially the last couple of years, like always had an excuse of why I wasn't doing X, Y, and Z. And, and yeah, I just kind of just um, be a man. And um, yeah, that's kind of what it meant to me. Yeah, no, I love that. I'd nev- I've never heard anybody say that quote. Is that like a Francis original? No, 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 no. I'm not that intelligent. I heard that from, from Inky Johnson. Um, he... Uh, he, he put that up, and I was like, I'm stealing that, John. That was hard. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I know I told you I love Serena. You can tell me. It's just me and you. Nobody's watching. Is she unretiring? I mean, what's happening, girl? We coming back. <laughs> what do you think happens? Well, you heard that last speech. That, was, that wasn't that, that wasn't telling me. That last yeah. speech, she was, she, she was like, it, it didn't say, like, oh, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Like, she was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. I mean, look, I I don't think she's going to retire. I want her to still play. I love seeing her around. We all um, do, yeah. And I think the whole world does, so I don't think so. I mean, I think, I mean, the game will miss her. I mean, the world will miss her. So, I mean, I hope she comes back, but I said right away, I was like, nah, she ain't done. She, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I can do some more, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, and she even said, she was like, I mean, there's like a very strong possibility that, I, that I'm back. And I'm like, well, wait, what does this look like? What's the timeline? What is it? It'd be crazy. It'd be yeah. crazy announcement if she said she's coming back, too. So, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But, I mean, I don't think she's done personally. Yeah. But. No, that's that's what I hope. Fingers crossed. Come back, Here, OG. Serena, come back. Come back. Yeah, we're not done with you. Please don't be done with us. Um, you know, I think in tennis, though, there is a lot of sibling duos, which I think is really cool. Why do you think that is? Because I know even you and your twin brother, you both play. Obviously, you know, the McEnroe's, the Williams, like yeah. the Murray's. There's, yeah. there's a lot of those, you know, sister, sister, brother, brother playing the sport. Yeah. I mean, growing up playing, playing, you always have someone to play with, which yeah. is nice. Right. And then you guys kind of just push each other and just keep kind of going. Um, it's actually amazing how they were able to do it because, you know, sometimes one gets maybe a bit better than the other. And then, you know, you kind of lose that, that focus to the other one, but yeah, I mean, they were able to kind of keep it going and keeping focus on both people, men and women. And, yeah. Um, but I think I think it helps when growing up that you always have someone to play with because sometimes you maybe 
not have people to play with or maybe it's too expensive to go and play with somebody else. So, mm -hmm. so I mean, that's probably why. Yeah. And I mean, you and your brother's relationship is so special. And there was an article where he was talking about, you know, you being a great tennis player. And I think he said, I want to be known as Franklin TFO, not Francis's brother. So in the interactions that you all have, how do you balance, you know, him, you know, that importance of individuality and knowing how much you believe in him as well? No, for sure. For sure. I, I push that message to him a lot. Like, um, because, I mean, I, I just tell him that you don't have to figure out life today, right? Like, I mean, everyone's going to have their own their own way and, and, and think how they do things. Um Don't don't let the media or people just say because everything's about friends. TFO, like, he's Francis' brother. Like Frank TFO has the whole life that he's gonna have, and um, he's gonna be one of the, one of the best brothers in the world. He's gonna be a husband one day, and he's gonna be a dad, and he's gonna also achieve some great things. So keep doing your thing, and and don't worry about anything else because our relationship stays the same. I'm gonna love you regardless. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What's the best part of having a twin? Like, you know, growing up, everyone's like, I want a twin. It'd be so cool. Like, what what do you love about about having a twin? Um, I mean, just growing up, like, you know, like, we're doing everything together. Like, I mean, from having our first greens to, you know, everything. Like, we're, every, we're just the same age at all times. And then how we, he's going to, like, he'll pick up some of the things I'm going to say, like, As I'm thinking it, we're always like thinking the same thing. That's like a real thing, and it's cool. Like, it's, wait, like give me an example because people say that it's like you yeah. just know exactly. Like what he'll finish. He'll finish sentences for me. Like if I'm yeah. like trying to get something out and like it's in my head and like he'll say it and that's like yeah that's, that's what I was trying to say. How'd you know and um, <laughs> like things like that and um, and it's like weird. Like you can if I'm even not with him, like I can call him and be like, yo, sums up. I know you're not feeling well today. Like because I, I feel like you're not feeling well, and he's like, yeah, bro, like. And then, like, vice versa, like, it's crazy. Like, it, it's, like, twin stuff is, like, real. I wonder what the science behind that I, is. I do. It's, you it's, know? It's wild, Because, yeah. like, how can you feel another person's feelings? You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. definitely wild. But. but I feel like everyone that I know is a twin, like, has stories like that. You're just so interconnected in, like, really special ways. So, so locked in. No, yeah. I think it's, it's really beautiful that you have somebody else on earth who understands you in a way that like most people will never experience no, you know sure. which sure. is which is really cool definitely know. yeah you, you have know, siblings no i do yes i have yeah. a younger sister we're not twins obviously we're six years apart but yeah. you know i think it's different being the older one you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. you just feel a different sort of like responsibility whereas i feel like If I had a twin, I'd be like, oh, this is my dog. Like, this is yeah, who I'm dog. with all the time. Yeah. You know, I almost feel like I'm more of her, like, protector. Exactly. And I'm sure in some ways you all feel like you're protecting each other as well. For sure, for sure. But there's, like, a relatability that you all have that I think is different than when there is, like, that that sort of age gap, if uh, that makes exactly, sense. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Is that your only sibling? Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. yeah. So well, you're like, I only know having a twin. Twin, yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's, that's so nice. For sure. You know, I think everybody really knows the, you know, your family story. You know, you're the child of Immigrants, you know, your dad was working the grounds at a tennis center. I know sometimes I, I think I read that you all would, you know, sleep in the training room and you had, you know, a, a difficult upbringing in some ways. But have you really sat back and thought that like your existence has like changed the trajectory of your family's life? Yeah, I was doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I was doing um, a film the other day and, you know, I had to go I had to go back to where I grew up and. I haven't been there in obviously like eight years. Mm -hmm. And and while I was there, 
someone like pulled the car out and was like, oh, man, I remember living next to you. And his kids were like, yeah. And I was like, damn, like, you know, like, if it wasn't for tennis, like, shit, I'd probably be here too. Like, you know, and um, that just really hit me. That got me really emotional. And I was like, man, that's wild. Uh, you can see what hitting the tennis ball, like, you know, put my family. And it was interesting, like, from a young age, like, you know, my parents' goal, like, you know, being from Sierra Leone and coming here, having twins was like, if we if, through tennis, y'all can get a full scholarship, that would be like a dream. And I was like, yeah, it would be, but, you know, me being able to play tennis and taking care of y'all and um, putting y'all in better positions, that would be a dream. Like, that would be, like, the best thing possible. And that's what I wanted to do. And, and yeah, I think having that vision for such a young age was why we're here having this conversation. Yeah, no, I think that's so beautiful. And, I mean, I'm sure there have been so many different times in your life that you have told your parents, you know, how thankful you are for them, what they have meant to you and and what they have given you in terms of like believing in you to do this. But like, what is the real thing that you would say to them about how their nurturing and their love allowed you to become who you are? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were always there for me. Like they were always, you know, like, Friends, you want to do this, you want to be a pro, but, like, if you don't get there, don't be discouraged because we always going to love you. And then, and I was like, wow. That gave me a ton of confidence because it was like, all right, well, even if I don't do this at a high level, my parents are going to be there for me. They love me. And as a kid, like, that, that's huge, right? Like, because a lot of times, you know, you get some, you know, some parents or relationships with kids, like, you know, they look frowned upon, like, if you're not doing things at a high level or whatever. Um, so that was, that was big for me. And then, yeah, I mean, I kind of just, um, they, they really preached the uh, worth ethic and then seeing what they were doing. My my dad's working like 16 hour shifts, like cleaning the place all day. Um, my mom working two jobs as a nurse. That's why we would stay over um, at the tennis center and we would sleep at the training room and my mom was working her two jobs. So I'm looking around as a kid like, man, these guys are putting hours in just, just to you know, break even, put food on the table for my brother and I. And I was like, man, like, you can't not put the work in. Like, you can't not act like, mm-hmm. oh, just because we're in America and kind of just, like, slouch around and, like, you know, take this for granted because essentially we shouldn't even be at this tennis academy. So, yeah. Um, if my dad wasn't working here. So, yeah, I think I think from a young age, that like, and they pushed that constantly. Like, we're giving you guys a chance. Mm-hmm. And then when they took us to Sierra Leone when we were, like, eight years old, yeah, that, was, that woke me up. Really? Because they were like, this is, this is what we had. This is what this is what our life looked like, yeah. and you got all in the states and have a chance, and yeah, from that moment, everything kind of changed. Something that is like fascinating to me, and obviously everyone's experience is different, but kind of the magic of parents is they do such a good job of not making children realize that there's a struggle. Well said. You know. Well said, because growing up, like. People are like, man, your story was so tough, was it? Like, I mean, shit, like, I had a great time. Like, I was like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I didn't feel like I was in this, like, I didn't feel like people had to feel sorry for me. I didn't feel like, you know, I was behind the eight ball by any means. Like, in in the obvious sense, yes. Like, I mean, we had, like, senators' kids and da-da-da at the academy. But, like, I mean, to me, I was just like, you know, I was just playing with kids and whatever. Like, you know, it was all love, but. Um, when you look back at it now, like, like, damn, that was that was crazy. Like when people say it out loud, like, oh man, that's your story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to your point, like they did an unbelievable job. Like 
they would just say, look, look at it around you, look at the opportunity you had, rather than, man, this is tough, man. Like, you never, I never saw them, like, complaining about how hard it was. Never. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes, you know, I wish that when we talked about athletes and upbringings that are maybe different than others, that it's not always framed about the hard parts. It's more so framed about, like, the love that surrounded them that allowed them to become those people, you know? Because I just, I don't ever want people to get too caught up in what they almost feel like is trauma, right? Mm -hmm. When really, like, you were surrounded by people who loved you and cared about you and believed in you that gave you all of the tools that you needed to, in turn, believe in yourself, you know? And that's what it just, I think, makes being a parent so like sometimes I'm like how is anybody a parent like it's so much all the time I love kids but dang you (laughs) you love them so much that you just like always want them to be yeah do the things the right way yeah Yeah. it's crazy like their life is in your hands Mm -hmm. decisions you make and stuff like that it's crazy okay so what do you love most about your parents um I think that they they still treat me as their son. They have none of the, none of the, all the stuff that I've done shakes him by anyway. Like, mom met LeBron today. Like it was super cool. I'm glad he had fun. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like she's like cool. Yeah. Like take I, out the trash. Yeah, like literally. Like like literally. Like he's like yeah. yeah like um. So it's it's just it's just things like that. That's like that is super funny. Like they just none of these things. Like in the moment they could, they're happy for me and all these things. But like. Um, yeah, I think, you know, growing African parents are just so, like, you're my son. You're still a kid, like, 25 years old. Like, mm-hmm. if I curse in front of them, they're looking at me like, crazy? <laughs> like, like, so, like, it's, so that's, I think that's, that's what I love because um, our, our, you know, mother-son, father-son relationship hasn't changed since I was a kid. So, yeah. um, I still feel that respect that, like, even scared, like, even saying certain things to them. Yeah. And, uh, I hope I keep that forever. No, that's beautiful. And also, I guarantee that your mom's favorite thing, and it isn't even just watching you play, it's that you're why she met Michelle Obama. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what parents like. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, who am I going to meet? Yeah. Because my kid is doing this. Like, yeah, she's, yeah. like, probably cherishing that, she, that moment forever. Yeah, she was hugging Michelle like crazy, like, hugging her arm. She's service looking at her like, man, you crazy. Like, <laughs> you can't be doing that. So Yeah. Yeah, it was funny, man. It's awesome. Okay, so we are definitely like manifestors on this show. So before we go, I want you to tell me the four celebs that you haven't met that you want to as you continue this greatness uh, throughout your career. Um, yeah, well, Bron's out the way. Uh, Denzel. Good one. Denzel, big one. Viola Davis. Oh, why Viola? I love Viola Davis. Nah, she's like one of my biggest inspirations. Like her movies are insane. Yeah. Um, plays a role like, and I was I honestly don't think she actually gets as much love as she deserves. To be honest with you. Totally, she's like one yeah. of the greatest crazy. actresses of All like time. our generation. Yeah, she's, totally. She's crazy. Yeah. Um, I would definitely then say I'm a big fan of uh, Michael B. Jordan as well. Okay. A big fan of his, and. Um, Taraji P. Henson. Ooh, okay. You're big into like the entertainment space. I'm big into yeah. entertainment space. Yeah. We can help you with Michael B. He's been on the show. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Where do you live? Are you in DC? I'm in DC. Okay. Yeah. When you're when you're in LA next, tell me. And if yeah. he's there, I'll try to I'll try to connect yeah. you too. He was he was crazy in Creed. I thought like I was, yeah. I, I really loved him in Creed, but uh, 
Yeah, to all your fans. And, like, I always actually just funny as hell. Yeah. So. Actually, sorry, sorry. Not to worry. She's probably my fifth. Gabrielle Union. I felt that's like my. Oh, yeah. Growing up, she was like my celebrity crush. So. Yeah, you're like, I was, so I got to meet her now. I got, I got to meet her. Okay, three athletes that you haven't met that you want to meet. Three athletes. Um, uh, Michael Jordan. For sure. He's like a unicorn just yeah. floating somewhere in the world. Like not, people like do not see him a lot. Right, so like right, Michael right. Jordan's a good one. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Same thing. And uh I feel like Tom Brady. I feel like you just gotta meet the goats. Oh totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those, those those would be those would be super cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that you have such a beautiful energy. I think that for so many of us, it was a joy and a treat to be able to watch you in the U.S. Open. And I'm so excited to continue watching your career. And I have no doubt that you will meet all those people that you just said because. Oh, I, I got to add, like, yeah, it wasn't even, but I got to add in Drake because Drake is like. Oh, yes, and Drake. rapper of all time. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm oh, and I see the owl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. So. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Drake, yeah. what? That's my guy. So. Do you like her loss? Ooh. It's so good. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite song on there? Um, Treasure's Little Twin, bro. It's a good one. Hey, you you keep being good. You might end up in the lyrics. Yeah, that's what I say. He loves dropping them names. He so. likes to put athletes. He in He loves songs, dropping them so. names. So, if anything, let that be your inspiration. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One day yeah, you're yeah, in the yeah. song. No, thank you so much for your time. It truly was a pleasure. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs>